Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Here is Mr. Joe McGranahan, our fabulous co-host hello sir are you okay oh you saw that the mic <laughs> i was saw dead. the microphone wasn't ah. on i wasn't going to humor you by actually speaking into a dead microphone why i have a block <laughs> a mental block oh my gosh we got two calls coming in yeah well that's unusual dan and eric are ready to go <laughs> listen i understand that you don't want me to speak but you know turning my microphone <laughs> off and not turning my microphone that's on is very rude. trumpian <laughs> well speaking of trumpian rudeness boy we have a classic example of that today what his comments about General Powell's death, I mean, what a, what a classless guy he is. I mean, absolutely classless. And for the Republicans to, to you know, condone this kind of behavior again, it's just... Well, it's, he's going to be our next president. <laughs> <laughs> Not with my vote, he isn't. <laughs> well, I think a lot of folks are ready to go. About a third of the nation is ready to cast their ballot You give for me him. his policies with a normal human being, I'm in. Oh, well, wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> President Trump's policies with a normal human is an equivalent of what? Somebody like uh, a George Bush. Okay. Or George H.W. Bush. All right. Or even... Um, well, nobody was as tough on the border as President Trump, so that was is without equivalent. But tough on China. Maybe Nixon? Oh, no. Nixon opened China up. Oh, okay. He's the so one that went over right. there. He flew over. All right. And, and George H.W. Uh, Bush was had good relations with China. I remember that. He always thought that was important. But you know who I want. Ronald Reagan. Oh, well, <laughs> all right. And if you were, let's suppose you were picking the Republican nominee for next year, who would you pick? Or Ronald for, Reagan. For 2020. <laughs> or 2024. I'd say bring Ronald Reagan back. 2024. Um, okay. Somebody but he, like him. He's not available. Now, there are some good Republicans out there. There are some good Democrats out there. But, you know, we keep getting the dregs of society running for the office. We either get the senile or the nasty. Mm-hmm. You know, we could use somebody who actually could govern the country and, and make progress instead of insulting other people or falling asleep in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> Did that happen? <laughs> you know, it's really oh, sad. I mean, we can do better than this. We have better people in both parties. Well, and I always repeat under these circumstances, one begot the other. We probably wouldn't have a President Biden if we had had a normal Republican. They would have run a normal Democrat, and, and we wouldn't have a Biden instead of whomever we thought would necessarily win. Well, I remember 
remember the first time when the Trump when the Trump was between when the choice was between Trump and Hillary, you and I both voted for someone else. Well, and I think and and you know of course my predictions I predict that President Trump will be our next president. I predicted that Hillary would have been the next president at that time, and I predicted that President Trump would win re-election. So I'm uh, I'm this not is what, too good at this. Listen, listen to what Trump said. No, about I, I can't do that because Tom's going to have a meltdown. No. Oh, okay. He's already yelling at the phone. Hey, Tom, go ahead. I heard no, you. No, I wasn't. I heard you all the way up here. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Didn't say a thing. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. You're on the mark. But I just wanted to correct Joe on something. Joe made a big deal about this New York Post article yesterday about uh, Biden buying these kids out. Well, did Joe read the whole article? I don't subscribe to the New York oh, Post. Oh, 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 okay. I got you. I yes, read the yes, cover. Yes. I read the coverage of the article, not the oh, article itself. Oh, oh, well, maybe you better read it. Read the whole thing because if, when you get down towards the end of the article, it says that Donald Trump did the same thing. Flew him in in the middle of the night. Where would he fly him to? I don't think Trump flew that many, did he? Yeah, I don't know where it was. You'd have to read the article. I read it. I read it last night. I seen it on the internet. And I read it. Okay. So I mean, you can look at it. So, in other words, you always used to say to me that the equivalency thing didn't fly, but now you're using it. You're saying, well, well it's, it's okay, it's okay because Trump did it. You because you made a big deal out of you made a big, I don't big care deal who's... out of this. Like this was something that so was Trump uh, flew, Trump so flew. terrible, so terrible. Trump but, flew. Uh, your boy, your boy did well, the same thing. It's not Trump. So it's Trump, a private contract. Trump flew illegal immigrants into the heartland of the country and set them loose it's without a having a hearing. Contractor yeah. working for that the government. Isn't, that isn't what Biden is actually doing. They're, they're, these are minors. These are people that are under. I don't know. They're all minors, and they're taking them to sponsors or relatives. They're not just, just taking them and letting them go listen to anywhere. Joe. <laughs> Unloading the plane and, 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 and letting and them go. Donald Trump did the same thing. Read the article. Read the article. I mean, you can read it. You can read, can't you? Uh, no, I can't. I, I've never learned. But Tom, thanks. read it. Read it. Read it. <laughs> Tom, the last thing Joe wants is facts well, to get here, in the way of his arguments here. You know, here's what. Uh, did you hear the exchange between Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki yesterday? No, I didn't okay, hear well, that. Okay, well, you didn't, you didn't hear on. that. Okay, well, that's, that is uh, Ducey. Why is the administration flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night? Jen Psaki, well, I'm not sure that it's in the middle of the night. Ducey, 2.30 a.m., 4.29 a.m. Psaki, uh, we're talking about early flights. <laughs> she never answers the question about why they're oh, doing it. Oh, she does answer the question. Well, so, what, so what does that have to do with what Donald Trump did? Well, I'm not saying that you. You're telling me that Donald Trump did exactly the same thing. He flew people read in the, the middle. Article, of the read the article. You can read. Can't you read it? No, but you're not answering my question. You have read it. Well, I'm, I'm seeking. Mine. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm just telling you to read what. I'm read, seeking. Read the New York Post article. And I'm seeking. It says. To, I, I can't argue that. <laughs> that will explain it better than I can. I'm seeking to enlighten myself, since you have certainly gained a great deal more knowledge about this than I have. I would like you to enlighten me. And did it say I, that uh, you read the article and, and enlighten yourself? Okay. You can read. read well, then the why'd you call? If you weren't willing to share your to information point, with to us, to point it out to you so you could check it out. Well, how do I know you're telling the truth? Oh my well, God. read it. Like <laughs> you read it, you find out I'm telling you the truth. Tom, he's okay. toying with you. I will. I will. I promise. And, I will. And read. Uh, you know, Stan but, calls every day and complains about Biden. You know what Stan ought to do? What should he Stan do? Stan ought to how to be fair on the news, 
and tell us about what Donald Trump is doing. <laughs> well, what's you Donald know, Trump doing? All this executive privilege and all this stuff, and telling uh, telling Steve Bannon, who's, who looks like Otis Campbell and Andy Griffith. <laughs> he was the drunk. He's, as telling I him, he's telling him, don't do anything because I'm giving you executive privilege. I mean, he's not even the president. I mean, you know, and, and Stan never brings anything up about that nonsense. Let's be fair. If Stan's going to call up every day and and give us ten minutes of news. How about how about giving it? Oh, look, we lost Tom. Joe? I think we lost Tom. All right, Eric, you are next up. Tom, uh, his phone cut off or something. Well, we lost. Drop call. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Eric. You're next. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. So apparently, it's Contrition Wednesday on on the mark. And I'll start. Um, I want to uh, not apologize to Dan, but I want to to say I was perhaps a little harsh with Dan yesterday on the phone before him coming on. And he, he made some, some comments. I don't agree with them. I think he's way off base. I think he's way out there. But I, I give Dan, um, you know, positives for, for coming on the air and talking about that. Unlike so many people who just want to tap in with the, their tweets or their their other comments and then not take on any any uh, discussion with this uh, this program is all about. Now I do I am going to take uh, very strong uh, umbrage uh, with what was just said. Uh, the dregs of society, really. Uh, so all senile people are dregs of society. I take great umbrage of that, considering my mother has uh, dementia, which in the old days was called senile. So, so um, you believe that President Biden is senile? Wait, no, you said that. No, no, no. no, no, no. I you said, said that. You said no. But you were inferring that, weren't you? Or, or to whom no, you were inferring that dregs of society my being point, senile? My point you, was that we, we have had four, well, three actually, flawed presidential candidates in the last two elections. And I'm counting Trump twice, then make it four. I'm saying we can do better than that. We can do better than someone who has cognitive impairment, as Joe Biden obviously does. We can do better than an, an abnormal human being, which is what I think Trump was, although I like these policies. Well, I don't I mean, care for Joe Biden's policies, but as a person, I think he's a decent guy. So I'm, I'm saying we can do better. That's my point. If I, in, if I inartfully phrased it, I apologize. Well, and Joe's not saying he's dregs of society because he's diminished. He says that because he's a Democrat. Come on, Eric. No, I was primarily <laughs> referring to Trump in that regard. Okay, but I, I had to call you out on that. Uh, the reason I'm only calling is a headline of the daily item today, Doc's death reinforces vaccine need, and it goes on to talk about uh, two doctors from um, local doctors, Dr. Rutal Dahlia of UPMC and Dr. David Kujulisi from Geisinger, both reinforce uh, my comment yesterday and I'm not owning, I'm just saying we have the same point of view, that Colin Powell's death reinforces the need for vaccines. So often I'm accused of not having facts or not having factual basis for my points of view. I just want to ask everyone who doesn't believe in some of the things I'm saying, my comments from yesterday, read the Daily Item. Now I may say, hey, the Daily Item is just, uh, is just a rag. Uh, some people call it the fish wrapper. <laughs> but uh, it's our local, what I consider, authority. And these two doctors, doctors of medicine now, are reinforcing this, that, that Colin Powell's death reinforced the need for everyone to get to uh, vaccinated. Quoting the article, love thy neighbor, said Dahlia, the medical director of infections at UPMC. This is very important. We don't know who among us is immunized, suppressed, 
and we should be, be protective of them. Dr. Rutal so Delal. The medical director of UPMC is also backing up what I've been saying. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Rutal Delal has been on Sunrise many a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then disease. one final comment uh, on the political. Uh, do you guys have any plans, or have you, you requested that the uh, Kirstetter versus uh, Hackenberg, that they have a debate with you guys, or both come on the air to answer questions mm-hmm. on their candidacy and their qualifications for uh, becoming the DA? Well, we had hoped to, but uh, Attorney Hackenberg, Judge Hackenberg, has ghosted us again. Same thing she did in the primary. We won't return our messages or emails. Okay, you, said, you said Judge Hackenberg? Right. She is a district justice. Right, and Kerstetter is going to be on. She's a judge. She's a district justice, correct? But that's still referred to as a judge. Right, she's still a judge, magistrate's she, level. She, she is going to become, uh, I'm sorry, it's not district attorney. It's a judge. She, she's going to become the judge, of a true judge, which is of a court, right? I mean, she's running for she's running for judge of the kind of, she's, <laughs> she's running for judge of the court of common pleas. Thank you. But she is Thank currently you. a district justice, which is a judge. Right. Brian Kerstetter was on well, Sunrise, and he's going to be district justice adult. Brian Kerstetter was on Sunrise, and he's going to be on on the mark. I think it's next week. Yes, one day. So, but Ms. Hackenberg is refusing to come on. Is that is that well, my understanding? She's, well, she's not, not responding really. to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a refusal. She's just ignoring our texts and emails, which she did respond oh, to earlier. Okay, okay. But so I she's think pulling, she's pulling what our, our good friend down in uh, down in uh, Washington is doing the same thing, Mr. Keller, right? Uh, not exactly. He still sends us news releases and things, and I haven't reached out to him probably in a year or so. But even even when he had ghosted us uh, the on the Mark show, he would uh, talk to the news department. So he may still be talking to the news department, he just doesn't talk to us. It's not exactly equivalent. We're pretty much carved out, but uh, we don't hear at all from Judge Hackenberg. And we speculate. I would, I would love, uh, uh, District Magistrate Hackenberg, I would love and I invite her to come on the air because <laughs> I'm really questioning her qualifications uh, overall to become a judge here in this district. Well, those um, questions will go unanswered here, but uh, <laughs> s- stay tuned to your fish wrapper <laughs> there. The invitation should be there, shouldn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, this is America, right? I don't know about uh, Lori Hackenberg, but I can tell you that. Uh, uh, Attorney Kerstetter is actively working. He was campaigning door-to-door in my borough the other day. I had an opportunity to talk to him. Seems like a very engaging young man. Seems like he knows what he's doing. I and think he, if Lori Hackenberg... And he has been uh, uh, at least a prosecuting attorney or assistant district attorney, correct? Right. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm not... You know, I haven't had a chance to evaluate Lori Hackenberg because I haven't heard her on you know, in any forms, or I haven't heard her coming on this program, although we certainly would be more than welcome to have, we should be more than welcome to come, and we will treat her as fairly and give her as much time as we possibly can. I would welcome hearing her coming on and uh, hearing what how she feels she is the most qualified candidate for this position. Well, they have a voter's guide online that you can get from the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area that has information about her. So if you want to check that out, uh, uh, I think it's leagueofwomenvoters.org, something along that line. But uh, you can search it. Search voter's guide, League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area. And uh, she did respond to their inquiries. And as you had said earlier, the fish wrapper probably will have something about her coming up. (laughs) And if you really are uh, desperate to hear Lori Hackenberg on the radio. She was on Sunrise at the end of February, so that is still there. So, I mean, that's in the archives on our podcast page. 
But there she was talking about a primary election, not a general Right, election. she was talking about the primary, and um, it was before any of the testiness had developed in the race, so we really couldn't get her to comment on that. And, what a pleasant uh, word. And of course, in, in full disclosure, we have to say that they are both Republicans. Right. Right, they yep, that's true. There's some, there's some, there's some I think, afoot that they think... Uh, uh, Mr. Kerstetter is a Democrat. He he ended up winning the Democratic nomination by cross-filing, but he is uh, a solid Republican as far as you know, Joe, as far as you know. He's yes, yes, he is. Well, okay. this is a volatile so, so there's really race. Not a, there's really not a Democrat versus Republican issue here, even though uh, Mr. Kerstetter's on the Democratic side because he won that well, that bear in mind area. that Judge Hackenberg also filed for both parties, so she could have wound up with both nominations, or it could have been reversed. Brian Kerstetter could have gotten the Republican nomination and Lori Hackenberg the Democrat. So well, I think could have gone either what way. I love is the fact that the new signs that are out all over the place now has uh, uh, the first name Lori, Lori Hackenberg, and then there's the big sign that says Republican underneath that, and that wasn't there before. Um, well, sounds to me like she's cottoning just to hope that she can win the election by, uh, by uh, you know, appealing to the fact that she's Republican and, and this person is not. Are you aware of the Republican registration edge in Snyder County? Not the dumbest I think that's thing. What she... I'm saying. I think she's playing that card instead of coming and talking about issues and have the issues being well, the card. Do you blame her? Uh, probably a good strategy. No, yeah, but, right. but uh, <laughs> as a as a you know a thinking person who is very concerned about who our judge is going to be, and so some of the high-profile cases that are going to be before the court. I'm very really concerned about that murder case in Milton, where the uh, lady apparently murdered her husband, and uh, the murder charges, that's going to be a very yeah, high-profile right. case. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right, the opportunity. All Anytime. Right. 1-800-795-9565. We'll have time for a couple of more callers. 1-800-795-9565. Talking about the hackenberg or judicial race in the 17th uh, District of Union Snyder Counties. And uh, what's your view on this particular race? Uh, uh, Mr. Kerstetter was on Sunrise last week, plus uh, once or twice in the primary. And he was on the, on the Mark show last spring, and he'll be on the mark uh, next week. So you'll be able to find out lots about his qualifications and his uh, judicial temperament will be brought up and talked about again. Coming up on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we're talking about the judicial race where one candidate's coming on the radio and the other one's not responding. So if you see Lori Hackenberg out there, tell her to contact WKOK. Now, incidentally, I was reading the coverage of the uh, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, and yesterday um, she did confirm the reporting by the New York Post that the Biden administration has been quietly flying underage illegal immigrants from the border to New York in the dead of night. During a press briefing, a reporter asked why the administration was flying thousands of migrants from the border to Florida and New York in the middle of the night. Saki said before the reporter interrupted her, uh, we are talking about early flights earlier than you might like to take a flight, Saki said. It is our legal responsibility to safely care for unaccompanied children until they can be swiftly united with a parent or vetted sponsor, and that's something we take seriously. So, I mean, she's admitting it, but she's also explaining it. So. Well, and it's a private contractor. I don't think Joe Biden or Jen Psaki or anybody else in the White House but, says, you know, how can we keep this under the radar? It's, but then why do it in the middle of the night? I mean, that, well, if for nothing not? else, it just it's, doesn't look nice. It doesn't look good. To you. But if All the right. airport's available, it's it's ASAP. They're moving people as fast as they can. So you see Nobody's me sneaking waiting. around in the middle of the night, and you wouldn't think there was something unusual about that. You wouldn't th- Something I could easily well, do in broad daylight, <laughs> if I were doing it in the middle of the night, sneaking around in the dark, you would, you would say, oh, well, he just chose well, to do it at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not disputing that. I think the appearance is there that there might be, I think... Uh, uh, Fox call it clandestine. That well, that's a doing pretty good this, use, you know. pretty so good word. I think that appearance is that's a fair adjective to describe the appearance. I don't have any problem with that. But I'm just saying the company that's doing. Do read the whole Post article. It's a great article, and it's as long as can be, with all <laughs> kinds of background and information and how tos and the fact that of course this has been going on for about six years. So, one of our good listeners on yeah. the uh, judges race has an excellent observation. Hiding in the basement worked for Biden. Should work for Hackenberg. Right. Don't go <laughs> looking. Rob. For trouble is the uh, if you're ahead, don't go looking for trouble. No, so. and then we never got. To, we started to talk about uh, President Trump's terrible uh, comments on the death Did of Colin. Did you Snopes Bob. this? I have it right in front of me. Yes, okay. and I looked it up. I, it says, "Here's what he said." Well, wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media, Trump said in a statement. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, Republican in name only. If even that, always being the first to attack other Republicans. He made plenty of mistakes, but anyway, may he rest in peace. Oh, my God. I hadn't read the whole thing. He said, but anyway. But anyway, may he rest in peace. (laughs) Uh, You know, it could easily say, but anyway, may he rot in hell. One of our listeners says, uh, that is a heartfelt condolence message from our former president. No empathy, no sympathy. It's all about Trump. Not one second spent in the military, yet he throws stones. President Trump hasn't spent one second in the military, yet he throws stones at a Right. You remember they called him... uh, Captain Bone Spurs or whatever it was because Bone Spurs kept him out of the military. <laughs> and that is That's not t- his fault. I mean, I, I don't fault President Trump for that. He can't help that they I didn't do, take him. I do, but only okay. because <laughs> I suspect otherwise. And I think then, he's not making... T- I, I don't think he has them, but that's another topic. On this same topic, Dick says, when General Powell passed away this week, the condolences came in from all over the world. Politicians, world leaders, military officers, current, retired, former presidents, with one exception, former President Donald Trump, as per usual, showed 
about his classlessness for someone that used four or five deferments to avoid military service. He owed General Powell some respect. If for nothing else, his two tours in Vietnam saved guys like him from serving. I should expect nothing else from Donald Trump. Served in three, I served in three different countries in Southeast Asia during the earliest days of the war. The very first military death, an Army Security Agency soldier from my post on Okinawa. To get it, it gets to me personally. I would, I could care less if a person served or didn't, but to the people out there in the Donald Trump category, if you can't respect those that served, you should be better off saying nothing than something classless. All right. But for folks that uh, uh, support Donald Trump, they have this suspension of disbelief. They don't hear this as a character flaw that's so deep that you can't vote for him because It's getting harder and harder policies. to get past his comments and his behavior to get to his <laughs> after, policies. After five or six years of this, if you count the campaign, you're finally fed up. <laughs> Well, uh, not with his policies. Not, no, not with his policies. But I, well, I certainly I know, think I remarks. agree with Dick. I mean, calling him classless would be a compliment. Dan, you're on the mark. We're talking about uh, your God-given uh, president, Donald Trump. God put him here, as I recall. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, all I can say, Trump calls it as he sees it. And uh, that's why we support him. Other people would think the same thing. They wouldn't say it. Politicians would say the politically correct thing. Trump calls it as he see it, like him or not. That's why I voted for him, and that's why he'll win again. He's don't hide. He don't hide what he thinks. So that's it. And mm -hmm. Judge, I fully endorse Judge Hackenberg. She has an office right here in New Berlin, and she's done. <laughs> I, yeah, okay. She's done two jobs for me. She set, helped settle up my father's estate, and she also did a will for me. And There you go. What a, what a great on a person. I didn't really know her that well, but we talked for hours in her office about political things, about everything under the sun, basically, and she's a She'd be a great judge for our two counties here. So I fully endorse her. She has loads of character, and she tells it as she sees it. Have you, um, out of curiosity, have you met Brian Kerstetter? No, but he okay. runs a negative <laughs> campaign. He, he, yes. All his campaigning's against her. He oh my gosh! Positive well, I hate to say it, but hers is against him. <laughs> yeah, to be continued. No, it isn't. He just she states what she stands for. All right, we got to go, Dan. All call right, back. Have a great one, guys. Yeah, call back. This is a great topic. We'll continue this on WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me. Present. 
And Mr. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. He's waving and smiling, so he is happy too. We're all glad to see you on the radio. I'm Mark Lawrence, Subpar co-host, and I guess I'm the host, but uh, Subpar, anyway, that much is clear. And I play liberal on the radio, so we'd love to hear your viewpoints. We talked a little bit about the Lori Hackenberg, Brian Kerstetter, judicial race, and President Trump's abysmal uh, remarks about Colin Powell. Colin Powell, yes. So, uh, but uh, Dan had a very accurate statement. Dan and I are a hundred percent in lockstep agreement on this. This is Trump. Would you rather have that he had issued some sort of fakey remark about what a great leader he was when we knew in advance that he, you know he didn't While really respect him? Well, I disagreed with Colin Powell on a number of issues. Mm-hmm. I respected his service, his distinguished service to this country. Mm-hmm. I deeply regret his passing. I mourn his loss to our country and its political discourse, and I offer my sincerest condolences to his family. Wow. But <laughs> President Trump doesn't have that in him. Say, yeah, what the guy ought to take a dump. He's, he's not a good person. I am glad he's gone. <laughs> take you a know, short... <laughs> I had hoped short he would take a... Short walk off a long pier. A right? long time ago. <laughs> a long walk glad, off a short pier. Glad he's finally gone. Okay, so that's the real President Trump. But, it, you know, I think... Uh, but Dan is right, and I agree with him. That is, This is the real Trump. Uh, I think the statement that you outlined is... <laughs> Uh, sort of more typical of folks and may or may not be sincere. Well, it still expresses the disagreements we had, but it acknowledges the fact that the man served his country. But it would be insincere. He hated him, and so there, that would be it would make it sound like somehow he liked some aspect of him, but he didn't. So he honestly said, look, I hated the guy. I'm glad he's gone. So that's <laughs> President Trump. It's his uh, warts and all, as they say. I know. I'd like to write President Trump's obituary and see if I could do him a similar justice. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of great policies, but holy smoke, what's your phrase he was a crasher a what a train wreck or something well she is a train wreck a train wreck, a train wreck personally yes all right so we can talk about that uh, we have uh, some divisions in the u.s what's going to glue us back together i always think is a great question for folks to ask and answer on this show 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number we got one call coming in but we'll take lots of more comers this hour you can email us at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at 70236 include the keyword OTM. Um, yeah, there it is. Now it's working. All right. It stopped working for a moment. All right. So the t- we're, we're good for one. We one more second. Text in the next 40 seconds while it's working. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. I got the Ford Pass app on my phone, and I let them know that the Sunbury Motor Company is my favorite Ford dealer, and I would invite you to do the same thing. Uh, shop for a vehicle at the Sunbury Motor Company. I'll have a lot more to say about the advantages of that in one of the vehicles coming up shortly. Our tour free line open 1-800-795-9565. Some very brief news headlines. Eventually, everybody who works at Geisinger will be vaccinated against COVID-19. That the remark of Dr. J. Juan Ru, president and CEO of Geisinger recently, saying workers have to get vaccinated or resign. He says it's not so much that they're firing them, they are changing the conditions required for individuals who come to the company and work. He said, fortunately, despite some protests and some holdouts, there are 95% of the way there. We're pretty excited and looking forward to getting that to 100%. We want to produce the safest environment possible for patients to get their care, for employees to come into work, and for our communities in terms of doing battle against this pandemic. 
Dr. Rue says the deadline for full vaccination compliance is November 1st. Maybe coincidence, but they're holding a hiring event in Danville, Pittston, Williamsport, and Reedsville next Monday. Jeff Lowry, director of recruitment for Geisinger, says they hope to hire people for all positions, including nurses, social workers, and many others. The hiring events are at the Geisinger office building in Danville, Geisinger Center Point in Pittston, the Holiday Inn near Williamsport, and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites in Reedsville, PA. Attendees can get more information at geisinger.org. The Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project is holding their annual summit this Friday. So the Community College Summit is a place where you can learn more about what community colleges are, what they do, and specifically how it will meet needs in our valley. And that is Dr. Lanier Allum, Executive Director of the Susquehanna Valley Community Education Project. The summit is in Milton. We have all the details at WKOK.com. The Center Square Reporting Service is reporting that a bill that would require school districts to post curriculum online received approval from a key Senate panel Monday. The Senate Education Committee voted along party lines to advance the bill. It would allow parents to play a greater and more active role in the oversight of the school district, according to the man who wrote the law, Doug. Mastriano, a Republican senator from the Gettysburg area. He notes that giving online access to the course information will help restore trust in our school districts. And speaking of saying how you really feel, Katie Couric came back on the Today Show recently and, among other things, ripped Matt Lauer to shreds. She says that she found the allegations of sexual misconduct hard to believe at first, saying that he was a good colleague, but then she did her own investigating and was disgusted at what she found, she said. Needless to say, he's probably not coming to her house for dinner anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> this is from CBS. So. If she defends him, then she does her own investigation. Makes you think maybe she should have done her own investigation <laughs> first before well, she stood up for him. Yeah, that's But that's the natural course of things. At least she's honest. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Would, uh, read that, please. All right, but uh, it's irrelevant to what we're discussing. Any president who is in office with high unemployment will always lose. Okay, well, that could very well be. And then just two words, Colin Powell. Well, I'm not sure. And that's from another individual. Maybe when I was for just a split second Couldn't struggling think of his name? with the name. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Dan, you finish can finish up. You talked about President Trump uh, being a man of honest words, even though sometimes they're harsh. What yep. else? Yeah, the, yeah on that subject, yet. Yeah. Yeah, he, President Trump agrees with his, with his military career that Colin Powell had, but when he got political is where they would disagree, and I would too, not taking any way from his military career, separate the two. President Trump didn't of, even mention his military career in that heartless statement he put out, didn't even acknowledge it, Dan. Well, Pete, he was talking about the political career, and I know Trump would definitely say he would give credit to a wonderful military <laughs> career. Career. Then why like didn't Colin he? Powell had, <laughs> and I agree with Trump. Colin was a rhino. That's definitely <laughs> facts. The facts are the facts, Joe. You can't change them, but. Anyway, getting back to the Hackenberg-Kerstetter race, Kerstetter is a registered Democrat. He is no Republican. Yeah, for this race, not in... He's, he's not a registered. registered Democrat. They, 
he tries to come across as a Republican. They did that to me at the, uh, the Middleburg Carnival. Kerstetter had a stand-up, and he and we got talking there. He said, boy, you know, Kerstetter's a Republican. I said, no, he is not. He's a Lewisburg liberal. And no, said, he's not. Don't he's... fall for that line. <laughs> Don't fall for it either, Dan. He is a registered Republican. Yes, he, he changed he's parties not, for this race. He he's on the not. ballot he's as in, a Democrat. He's a real, in the real life, he's a Democrat. No, he's a I think he, Democrat. Well, either he's, he's lying or you're lying, because he was on our show saying oh, I'm a Republican. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You look at the voter's guide. I have the voter's guide right here next to me. I looked double to make sure I wasn't crazy. Uh, but he's a registered Democrat. Yeah, they cross foul, blah, blah, blah. What, in what, his heart, Just he's for a this Democrat. race, Dan. Just for this list, race. What street list do you have there, Dan? Oh, no, he's got the voters' guide yes, from well, League of Women Voters. From the League, the League of, of Women Voters. And they're not going to slant it one way or the other. They're just going to tell what he is. And it's registered Democrat. But he wants to parade. You know why, and I know why, in these two counties, he wants to parade himself as a Republican because he knows you can't win in Snyder or Union if you parade yourself as a Democrat. So that's why he's doing that. He's deceiving the people. And besides that, all he runs is negative campaigns against Judge Hackenberg. Or she runs a positive campaign. Oh, right. She just says her accomplishments, and that's it. She doesn't politicize him negative. Well, you've said, you've said one true statement about President Trump, but a false statement about uh, Kerstetter and Hackenberg. They are, involved no, no, in a no, bit, no. they are involved in a bitter campaign with both signs and anonymous letters, and uh, they are instigating some of the negativity on both sides. So uh, you'll hear him talk about this. He'll be able to give a full accounting of it. But uh, these are the facts of the, of the race, is that they're both involved in it. I know you don't hear it, and you are a favorite of, or you favor her, and that's fine. You know, that's exactly what the election is all about. But uh, to say that he is the only person negative and she is the only positive one is false. Dan, we'll let you wrap up. Go right ahead. Yeah, well, I, I greatly endorse a great person. I got to know her personally. Right, you said. Which I didn't know anything about her before. You mentioned that, too. Yeah, you we mentioned talked, that. You're well, plowing the same field. we talked over a, a lot of issues. Right, and I had no idea that she was going to run for judge in them days. I had no, no idea at all. This was eight, ten years ago. And so I strongly endorse Judge Hackenberg, right, a great character, great person. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Dan. Remember this statement, Hacky is no lackey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, that is probably not endorsed by the campaign, but uh, we'll take no, it. but that's we'll my take own it. statement. Gotcha. So you guys have a great day. Hey, you Hacky's too, Dan. no lackey. Mm, thank you. All right. Uh, Dale is next. Good morning, sir. You want to talk about President Donald John Trump? Yeah, Joe all of a sudden is against Trump. I mean, Joe has a tattoo on his back with MAGA. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, making so America great is not a Joe terrorist. understands which way the Karen's going. 
Joe, Joe is all about coin. That's all Joe's about. That's right. I'm really, all about Joe coin. More, I get paid. I get paid for endorsements. Now, you're not a Democrat. You're not a Democrat or Republican. You're a sauerkraut. <laughs> if you're Trump owns sour, that party. Sour, sour That's it. Trump owns that party. I'm not disputing that, and I'm not. I've, you, you're not paying attention, Dale. I hate to say this, but I support President Trump's policies. I think what he did was good for this okay, country. His policy, his po- that's what I think. I don't like the man personally. If you can't separate the two, that's your problem, not mine, Dale. All right. Go ahead, well, Dale. Well, democracy doesn't work. So you want dictatorship or you want a democracy? Because <laughs> democracy doesn't work. This is a republic, Dale. You ought to look it up. Okay, so right, here we go. Matt, just get ready for democracy, then, right? It's a republic is through dictatorship, right? <laughs> they are they are oxymorons. There can't be a Republican media. dictatorship. The media is saying the sky is falling from every angle. The sky is falling. The sky is falling, and that's how you change people. That's how you sell them out. You sold yourself out. <laughs> okay. All right, Dale. All right. Thank Sorry, you. Well, it's the Bar Association. They made me an offer I can't that, refuse. That's it. You're right. They have contact with him because he's on their committee. All right. Stand by, Lance. We'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. I got to sit in and enjoy the great accoutrements of a 2021 Bronco Sport Badlands. They brought it up here for us to drive around in. It's a 2.0 liter, four-cylinder turbocharged EcoBoost motor. But guess what kind of mileage this is getting? With a smaller motor, you're getting almost... 30 miles to the gallon on the highway and 23 in the city. Imagine 23 in the city. If Joe that got that kind of mileage when he's how trumpet, fast will it go? 180. All right, that's happy? good. The Badlands package includes a power moonroof, a reverse sensing system, wireless phone charging pad, a dual zone auto temp. So it's full of the great accoutrements you want in a vehicle. It's got Ford's great Bang and Olufsen sound system that I have in, in the truck I'm driving. A remote start, so you can do that. And if it's winter, it says up. Oh, it's winter. So so it'll turn the heater on and the seat warmers on and the steering wheel warmer on while you're in the house. And then you can finally go out and uh, get in a car that's uh, all the snow melted off. It has an eight-way power driver seat. And so it is a great vehicle. It's got Ford Pass, too. That's what I got on my phone. I can tell you what my truck's doing right now. Let's see. I'll punch it up. It says, just waiting for you to finish up. Okay, so it's just out there waiting. But it gives you the status of your vehicle. And uh, you can test drive one now at Sunbury Motor Company. Then order your Bronco Sport, and they'll have it with you. ASAP. Sunbury Motors. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Yeah. Perhaps we should clear something up. We have secured the Lewisburg League of Women Voters uh, Guide for this voters election. Guide. Voters Guide. 
And it mentions that Brian Kerstetter has the Democratic nomination. It does not say he is a Democrat, and he is not a Democrat. He is a registered Republican. So where Dan came up with the idea that he is a registered Democrat, it is not from the League of Women Voters. Well, and he talked about it on Sunrise. I get maybe to clarify to folks that he's a Republican and that he's registered in this election. I guess if, if you appear on the ballot as a Democrat, you have to be a Democrat. Not really. Um, for Just example, cross-filing. Well, uh, uh, last time I ran, I had both the Republican and the Democratic nominations. If you get the nomination, they just send you a form from the county saying, you have been nominated, it appears you've been nominated by the Democratic Party. Do you accept the nomination? In Snyder County, the letter reads, you've been smeared with the word Democrat, <laughs> Democrat. on your name. So, All right, uh, Lance, thank you so much for your patience. Uh, please go right ahead. Why, uh, anyway, so far as that cross-filing, uh, folks here in our township do that all the time. And I guarantee you, none of those are Democrats. <laughs> right. Well, Guaranteed. Yeah. And I can tell you, I, I met uh, Judge Hackenberg at the uh, conservative uh, meeting on Monday. And uh, if she is what she says she is, that's what we need on the court. And there were folks there who weren't part of her campaign that uh, had uh, experience with uh, cases where she ruled and it seemed like she was someone that, well, knew when to hold them and when to fold them. Uh, like uh, when you needed an iron hand, she had that. When you needed a kid glove, she had that also. Okay. That was able to do very much discern that. And the end, you had there pretty well said it all. Uh, now, uh, so far as uh, <laughs> Colin Powell is concerned, he really was a baby-killing rhino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was. I was a, a great uh, military, whatever, you know. It's like you can say uh, Donald Trump's ideas were absolutely great, and he's a flawed human being, but then aren't we all, you know? So it's, it's sort of uh, sort of that way, but I always felt about it. I, it was funny when uh, the obituary was in the uh, item. Uh, it was at about a, uh, well, it's a Catholic-sponsored uh, uh, school. And here's a boy of about, uh, I don't know, 15, something like that. And he points to the uh, obituary, and that's exactly what he said. <laughs> you know, baby killing rhino. Hmm. And, well, you're uh, beginning uh, to sound like Donald Trump. What's that? <laughs> baby killing well, rhino. <laughs> Well, he calls him as he sees him. Yeah, well, if he were an umpire in baseball, he'd be called blind as a bat sometimes. What a, whatever happened to the wisdom, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That was Jiminy Cricket well, sound you know, advice. I'm not saying I don't have nice things to say about him, but he definitely was that. Okay. <laughs> so that's his it's epitaph. Like Rhino, uh, Colin Powell, baby-killing rhino. All right, yeah, that, that'll that be on yeah, the right. uh, tombstone. All right, thank you so much, Lance. Thanks, Thank Lance. You really appreciate the call. Uh, Cindy, thank you for your patience as well. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. I called uh, because I wanted to make my community members and the Schmoke and Dam mindful of a decision that our council just made. And I have to say that I'm really shocked and dismayed at the choice that they've made. Apparently someone solicited, and, and I didn't hear in this, they had a town hall meeting and the issue was, did we want to change our ambulance service? Um, and I asked pointed questions about why we were doing this. What was the 
need, right, that would provoke changing it. Because to the best of my knowledge, the current service we have has done a fine job. And I raised that issue. Were they negligent? Were they, uh, was their response time too long? Nobody had that complaint. Uh, were they too costly? Now, that was an issue because our current ambulance service is hundreds of dollars less, less on a call than the one that they've opted to allow in. So, in essence, and uh, they, our borough council just voted to raise the cost of ambulance service on all of us, which I've, I'm just astounded that they would do such a thing. Just astounded and very disappointed. And I know that there are other people who are very angry about it. Now, when I raised the issue of cost, what I heard from the council members was kind of, some of them, was a kind of cavalier attitude. Well, if you have insurance, what do you care? Don't you want to get the fastest service no matter how much it costs you? Actually, that's an issue. I mean, the cost of health care is top of the mind for some people. And to just kind of cavalierly make this choice that drives up the cost hundreds of dollars for people the ambulance comes for, I think is really irresponsible. There's no, there is no showing that there was any uh, improvement in the care that you got because you're paying this extra money. And I, for one, will be because, uh, you know, I'm no doubt going to be, if I had to call an ambulance, this other company will come and I will be billed this extra money. And no, my insurance won't pay for it. Nor should that be the way we decide things, because we know in our communities there are people who have no insurance or, or have minimal insurance, and they are the ones who we should be mindful of when we're making these choices, not the people that have you know, soup-to-nuts coverage and for whom this will essentially have no cost at all. Yeah, I was there in Northumberland when they went through this discussion, and uh, it, it, right in the middle of it, I mean, a couple of council members did the same thing you're doing, is saying, oh, wait a minute, why are we changing here? What has changed? What is the dilemma? What is the complaint? And there wasn't any, and then they, in the end, I think they stuck with Harry Ambulance, so they, you know, they stayed the same. But uh, Evan was the new ambulance, I believe, at that time, and there's some other... Uh, if you are in uh, Point Township or some of the peripheral regions around Danville, there's Geisinger has an ambulance service now, too, because of the fact that they uh, took over the volunteer service that was up there. So, yeah, this is a big discussion. What your viewpoints noted? Joe, you want to weigh in on this at all? Well, it's a council decision. The mayor doesn't have a vote. If it had been a tie vote, uh, I would have had uh, an opportunity to express my opinion. All right. What well, is your it's opinion? it's really unfortunate. At the meeting, one of the council members asked, the community members who were in attendance, did anyone support making this change? Care to guess what the vote was? So I understand it was no one was in favor of making the change who exactly. attended that meeting. So yeah. in the face, I mean, these are the people who are willing to come. Many of us had gray hair. One of the arguments was, well, Medicare is going to pay for this. Oh. I, 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 <laughs> that kind of thinking is just so foolish, you know, that to impose this cost. So I urge the council members to make sure that they made people aware that this is what they have done. Now, I haven't seen anything in the paper, a report about it, and I haven't gotten any communication from the borough office that they've done this to people. And, and worse yet, so the secondary company is your backup. If the first company's busy, the secondary company will come. And you used to be able to subscribe to them and get a discount. But I understand they're withdrawing that. So you're going to pay 
many times over based on this decision from borough council and no one gave me a good reason for why we should make this decision with the exception of one what if you lived across the street from the ambulance company that isn't responding well isn't that true everywhere i mean to make this choice and impose it on all the residents of the borough over the uh, issue of response time for a block or two of people, I think that's just very short-sighted. No one said the other ambulance company was taking too long to come. No one could provide any complaint at all. None. But right. we're going to pay more for this now, this service. I just think that's really that's unfair of Borough Council to, done, to well, do this to us. In fairness, the original ambulance company that you're talking about didn't, isn't really withdrawing their offer. They just, as a matter of policy, don't sell memberships in areas where they're not the first to ambulance. Their philosophy is if we can't deliver the service, we can't in all good conscience seek people to, to join our ambulance service. So, you know, that, that's their philosophy, their business model. And Cindy, what was the previous ambulance service? America. And what is the new one? Event. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. Appreciate the call. Anybody want to weigh in on that topic? Anything else, Cindy? Um, the other thing I wanted to say is that when we're considering judicial nominees, I'm at a loss to understand what's the point to worrying about their political party. You know, for case in point, let's look at the Supreme Court. What political party is John Roberts associated with? Republican. Right. And yet, time and again, he has, in a 5-4 decision, voted with the people who would traditionally be considered for the Democrats, right. including He's wise imposing Obamacare on us. <laughs> so what point is there in worrying about someone's political party? I think that's a, a poor decider, a very poor decider, because they may not share your what matters is what their judicial philosophy is, which may or may not be reflected by their political party. All right. We got you. I Thank want, you so much. I want judges who abide by the law. I don't want judges who create law or who twist the law in order to serve their purposes. I just want them to read the Constitution straight up and follow it. All right, we got you. Good, Thank you so much, policy, Cindy. I think. Appreciate Thanks. the call. All right, we got three messages related to Colin Powell and President Trump, and we are going to read those momentarily, and we'll take more of them. Uh, some were sent to 70236, the WKOK Text Connect system. If you haven't signed up, you still can. Just send a message, WKOK, to 70236. We send you maybe once or twice a month emergency messages or crucial information you could know about road closures, dead celebrities, or other information. You used to send out a lot more of them and a listener says okay well maybe some of them aren't life changers so we pared that back a little bit but anyway 70236 uh, keyword WKOK gets you signed up if you've already signed up you can send a message to on the mark by sending it to 70236 with the keyword OTM you can email us at on the market WKOK.com or call us as no one is doing this exact moment so get right on the radio 1-800-795-9565 Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe is here. He's a better reader, so he's going to read these great messages. Oh, let's see. How now, brown cow? Okay. Uh, Doug says, I don't like Trump's statement about Colin Powell, just as I cringed about other things he said while president. But that's just who he is, and he doesn't hide it. Last I checked, he supposedly isn't our president anymore, so why does the media still constantly talk about him? Hold it. 
let me say, we didn't seek his uh, remark. He sent it out to the media. So That's he, true. He put it out there. We didn't seek it out. He sent it. All right, go ahead. All right. He lives in their heads along with you, Mark. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) They have to constantly bring him up along with the overblown January 6th incident. The media does this so they don't need to talk about the absolute embarrassment and disaster now called our so-called president. Or now our so-called president. That's signed by Doug. Okay. Well, Well, I think uh, Mr. Biden's got raked over the coal pretty regularly here. Yeah, he, he has. So, he has. I don't, I don't think he's As has Donald Trump. I mean, we've raked both of them over the coals. Well, and uh, President Trump is not a former president in the typical sense. He continues to run the Republican Party and continues to say that, that he, he won the election. Well, that's true, <laughs> but he also says that he may run for president coming up, and I think he is going to be our next president. So, uh, he, he's not just you know like uh, Barack Obama off in the background who doesn't even comment about anything and, you know, sort of really just whatever Barack Obama's doing. I, it is so vague, even I don't know that. So, But anyway. Well, I think what will be interesting here, and, and I noticed that Doug refers to the overblown January 6th incident, but now they, they're holding um, Brannon in contempt of Congress mm-hmm. for his refusal to testify, and President Trump is going to court to try and stop uh, the release of all these, uh, of the data that the commission is requesting. Now, you can make an argument that that's political, but if there's nothing there, there's nothing there. Nothing to hide. He talked about how the Russian collusion thing was a witch hunt, you know, and it turned out he was right. So if he's telling the truth now, why not release those documents, vindicate himself, Bannon and the others, and let us get the, put this behind us? You know, it was just the bad acts of a number of people who were there in Washington at the time. But on the other hand, and if he did incite them or and somehow encourage them or at least give them uh, a tacit approval, then I think he should be called to question, should be called to answer for that. Don't well, you? Absolutely. And, and I think this is, I hate to say it, but uh, thanks to Bob Woodward, we hardly have any secrets at that time. We know that, you know, the White House was in disarray and the president was getting ready to, uh, you know, consider, uh, you know, some drastic steps. I'm not going to call him a coup, but to do whatever it took to stay in office. So I think that uh, you know, we already know that he was I- encouraging. You know, he's one third responsible for the January sixth insurrection, so we know that to be true. Another listener says Colin Powell unfortunately admitted he wants to get his own judgment in the Iraq War. Once again, there was terrible U.S. intelligence with its own agenda. Yeah, and uh, Colin Powell, one of the good commentators over the weekend pointed out, or this week pointed out, that Colin Powell didn't need to do that. He was out of office as he gave his apologies, and he was no longer running for office, or considering running for office, and uh, issued apologies saying that, uh, you know, they had uh, bad U.S. intelligence, and of course, it led to casualties, and so, um, you know, he was uh, very publicly remorseful about that. What do you got there? Dennis says, Joe, I partly agree with you about Trump's statement that there are times that no comment is better than a negative one. Mr. Powell was a true American hero story. Given that fact, it does not exonerate Powell from the many negative comments he made against Trump and would not support him. Trump had a different relationship with Powell, and Trump did not like John McCain for his lack of support also. Death tends to lock into place one's deeds, whether positive or negative. Obviously, Mr. Trump tends to be uh, not to be uh, duplicitous and remains an open book, so 
to speak. Mm-hmm. Signed, Dennis. Right. Maybe that's a well, virtue. That's a fair yeah. comment, Dennis. Fair yeah, comment. maybe that's a virtue in Washington to uh, speak as you really feel. Uh, and well, and that's true. Colin Powell was very outspoken. Well, you, when I was asked. always raised, don't speak ill of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. Uh, in you know, this case. It, whether you like Colin Powell when he entered the political arena or not, he served his country with honor. And if nothing else, he deserves to be remembered for that. And I think as a Secretary of State, I think he did a pretty credible job, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I think he, he, you know, he did well in everything he did. Had bad intelligence on the Iraq War, but he owned up to that, which right. a lot of people don't do. You know, a lot of people make mistakes or won't apologize or, you know, would never backtrack or say they had misinformation or misspoke or uh, that they lied earlier. They would never admit that. And Colin Powell said, look, we had some bum info. Uh, we really took quite a few actions based on that info, and it turned out to be false. And, uh, I mean, he was genuinely remorseful. And when asked about President Trump, he did have a sharp tongue, but he didn't bring it up. He didn't issue news releases like the way the president does. He would, People would flag him down or catch him at a book event or something and say, hey, what about old Trump? And he'd say, oh, my gosh, well, obviously he's a train wreck. Well, I mean, he didn't write a tell-all book about his time or his, no. his belief in, in President, what President Trump may or may not have done. I mean, let's face it. In this country, we have political disagreements, and that's acceptable. You know, but do we always have to demonize the person on the other side? And I think that's what President Trump does. I mean, it's, if you oppose him, you are the devil incarnate. You know, you, you're going to have the mark of the beast on you, for as one of our callers likes to say. <laughs> you know, so can't you just say... Listen, we disagree politically. Here's my view. Here's yeah, why that, I believe I'm right. That's gracious. Trump's not gracious. He is. He's a man of action. You know, he says he's 100 percent honest. He has and that no I like about him. I mean, I agree with that article that was in the uh, I forget where it was. MSNBC. MSNBC said he was never inert. And, and that's true. He wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you, you find a crisis and Donald Trump would have been in the middle of it trying to do something about it. Whether you liked what he was doing or disliked it, he was at least trying to do something. And you've got to give him credit for that. And I do give the man credit for that. I would rather have a proactive president. I like the fact that he was saying America come, make America great again. America comes first. I think America should come first. Yeah, that's first. a winner of a slogan. No argument there. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from you on this topic or something else. Earlier today, we talked about the Judge Hackenberg and Attorney Kerstetter judicial race. Uh, um, president Trump's abysmal habits are back up for discussion. That's how you know we're all awake. <laughs> here. And uh, we talked about ambulance. Shemokha Dam choosing to employ Evan Ambulance as their first responder. No, that, no that's not correct. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the first nearest available ambulance. Oh, okay. To where the call is emanating from. All right. All okay. right. And not specifically America's? No. Well, it's America's for part of the borough, and it would be Evan for part of the borough. Oh, okay. There you have it. All right. So we got that clarified. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number on the topic of that ambulance service. Upper right-hand corner, Joe. That's says, an email. I belong to a local fire department, and what is happening is a money fight. Evan is buying ambulance service in the area and trying to have as much as they can get to stop other services in the area. William Cameron Fire Department, which is Lewisburg, is staffing Sealands Grove Ambulance, and it's all coming down to money. And Evan is so short-staffed, they are having staffing issues. All right. So, yeah, that's that came up uh, when this was talked about in Northumberland. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. 
the car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Like Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Al has been patiently waiting through the break, uh, but he's on the radio now. President Trump and the, I'm surprised you use the word insurrection, but I'm assuming you don't mean it, Al. <laughs> well, no, because if it was a real insurrection and Trump had something to do with it, it wouldn't have failed. It would happen. <laughs> we, we'd be under the President Trump dictatorship now. Well, he offered 10,000 uh, uh, troops to be there, the National Guard. They refused that. So if he would have put the marching orders out, I think it would have been a successful one because he would have said, don't kill them, just grab them, throw them the hell out of the White House. They don't belong there. I mean, out of the Capitol, they don't belong there anyway. Well, that certainly is un-American, a comment, as I've heard on on the air in quite a while. It's built-in built constitution that, you know, when the government gets out of hand, they don't give instructions, but uh, we do have the right to get rid of the government that gets out of hand. And how I think how did the government get out of hand? How did the government get out of hand? Yeah, during Trump's administration. The last election, over 50% of the people, for sure, don't really trust elections anymore. So that that's... You know, our main hub there is elections, and that's what it was all about. But that's because of the big lie. Yeah, the big lie. And and then you say Trump can uh, go and put a lawsuit so you can't get the information what happened that day. But the left is fighting any kind of real audit or and the uh, anomalies that took place in the election, they're fighting all that to the two, so that's that's just the way it goes. But there are no instructions for when the government gets out of hand and you don't trust your elections anymore. But it, there is a place built in the Constitution that we are a well-armed militia for one reason or another. Wow. Listen, <laughs> I know it. you're going to call me a rhino, and I've been called that before, and I can I can live with it. But the, the problem here is that there was an absolutely nothing to me that indicated that the election was rigged on such a massive scale that President Trump would have won if it were counted fairly. And I can't have anybody point to any specific instance or claim or demonstrable fact that that's true. They can chops all around it. They what? And, and no chops, but they, you know, how do you, how do you chop down a big tree? One chop at a time. And they were chopped all over the place, and, and it was just, you know, shut down in the middle of the night. I'm just saying the results <laughs> are 50% of the people think there was a big lie. 
Right, and only, but as long as you recognize it as a lie, I'm with you there. You I, have. I don't out. think 50 percent of the people feel that way at all because no, it's about a third. Uh, more than half of the people who voted in the election voted against President Trump. I voted for President Trump, and I don't think there was a big steal. So. What does that make me? Most people ever voted for a president, voted for him, and then Trump, then invite him, beat him, beat that. All right, we got some I mean, calls coming in. Wrap up, Al. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that you know more people voted than ever, and it was the screwiest election I've ever seen in my 64 years. All right, we got you. Thank you okay. so much, Al. Oh my gosh, only 64. Jeez, looks like about 50 when you see him. Cindy, you get another minute. Go right ahead. You know, I, I look upon this issue of the audit, I think, differently. Because as a head nurse, I, I was trained in the hospital that we audit procedures. We audit care that we give. And why do we do that? We do it in order to identify that it's happening correctly, that people are following the procedures that have put into place, and that the equipment or whatever is necessary is present. So we prophylactically, in advance, on purpose, without anybody saying there's a problem, we audit, and we audit critical things, and we audit things that are done repetitively. So why wouldn't we want to take a look at our elections? To the best of my knowledge, we've never done this. We've never, we have blind faith that the election system that's been put into place works. But no one has stood back and said, like we would in a hospital, how do we do, for example, when we care for a patient with a heart attack? Do they get oxygen? Do they get put on a monitor? Do they get the medication they need? That's the kind of questions that we ask. And for some period of time, we look at all those patients and decide whether or not we're performing to the standards we expect. Why wouldn't we want to take a look at our election process, never mind this past election, take a look at this election process and be assured that indeed every vote is counted, no inappropriate votes can be cast, that there's a legitimacy to the process, that security is in place. I don't understand the objection to doing that. And, in, and those people who object make me worry, well, then what is going on? What well, are you I afraid think... will be exposed if we take a simple clinical look? Here's what's supposed to happen, and is that what happened? Yeah, and I think you're spot on, and I agree with you. And I, I, I originally I was very opposed to Doug Mastriano's selective Republican audit paid for by Republicans because I felt that would be biased. But now that we're using taxpayer monies to pay for it, and it's not only looking at uh, things that are anomalies, but they're trying to gauge the impact that the Department of State's decisions last year had on the election. We know they did because of the changes in mail-in ballots, so we know they had an impact. Was it fair? You know, you may say, well, you can change a deadline. It helps Republicans, too. But no Republicans took advantage of it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think we have to have trust in our elections. So, Cindy, you and I are in agreement on this topic. we got to get another quickie call, Thank but we you will give you the, There's a great book on that topic that one of our, our earlier guests had mentioned on this program, and I've read it. It's called Deliver the Vote. And it talks about the history of book. voter suppression, <coughs> or voter, what do you want to call it, vote, vote fraud, if you will, mm -hmm. in the United States of Genuine America. Genuine fraud. Not yes, what we had not. last year, which was not fraud. All right, <laughs> unless you're counting the the dead people who voted for Donald Trump. Oh, well, you mean Barack? Uh, not for for not Barack Obama, but for Joe Biden in no, Chicago. dead people he did voted very for well. For Joe Biden did dead, very well with the dead in Chicago. Dead, suburban white women and dead people in Chicago. All right, go ahead, Bob. Hey, if I voted, I'm dead tomorrow. Does my vote count? Absolutely. Yeah. Once it's cast, it's good. 
Okay, so dead people can vote. Well, not by the thousands. Come Are you on. dead? So, uh, <laughs> you know, as far as Trump being the president, I think Hillary Clinton was the real president. She should have been the president. He stole her election. How did he do that? In my opinion. How? How? He how? Did. How? How? How did he steal it? Yeah, how did he steal it? You made a claim. Tell I me don't how. know. We don't know yet, but he did. <laughs> we need to audit the 2016 election. So in, in, four, in, in six years now, we haven't figured it out, but we know he stole it. Well, he was saying in advance it was rigged and wrong and false and full of anomalies and, and uh, fraud. But then he won, so he didn't say anything for three years. Right. right. And, you, you know, you, you guys are talking about the herd immunity. Well, it's out the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done. We are cooked. We're going to have this for a remember while. Remember George Bush's read my lips, no new taxes? That was for the 1%. Okay. Mm, so, that was for everybody. It was a campaign pledge, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was for everybody. Yeah, it was supposed to be for everybody, but we didn't. We didn't see no. Uh, our taxes went up, no matter what. Right. Yeah, you had to walk but, that back. Well, there's an ad running on TV now that says Joe Biden is making corporations pay their fair share. Name me one piece of legislation or one change in the tax code that President Biden has put in where that has been the accomplished goal. No, I think the uh, three point five. I don't know, but I went to. Uh, uh, surplus outlet yesterday. I, I I lied. Eggs are dollar nineteen now a dozen. Oh my gosh! Well, please tell the <laughs> truth when you're on the radio, will you? All right. Thank Say you what? so much. Tell the truth when you're on the radio, will you? Oh, TMO. Okay. All right. Have thank you so day. much. I appreciate that. Upper right hand corner, Joe. Said so one evening on television, there was a little view of a conversation between Stephen Colbert and ex President Obama. Barack was explaining an idea he had whereby President Biden would be made president, although it's well known that. Biden obviously is not operating to full brain capacity. All along, Brock said he visioned an idea whereby he would be in his basement, in his sweats, speaking to Biden all the time of what he is supposed to say to the public. Now let's think about that. Obama had four years of Trump's presidency to dream this up and plan how it would happen. We know Biden is not really running the White House. As it is said, someone else is. Hmm. Since all this seems to be going on in the Obama plans as how things should be run, who's to say this is not what actually happened. That's oh. it for On the Mark today. It's not too far-fetched, says one of our good listeners. All right. We appreciate that. Thanks for all the participation. We will be back tomorrow with open phones on Thursday. This is WKOK Sunbury.